the wheel of time turns. In the country of Gildan, four wanderers are blown together by the ice-cold winds of civil war. What hero's journey might the pattern weave on their noble path? Get a load of these ones! <laughs> this is Who's Taking Watch, a show where we play D&D in our favorite worlds to tell some improvised fan fiction. I'm Brad, your DM for this arc set in the world of Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time. With me is Zach, playing a surly sellsword with questionable social skills. My name is Dirk, son of Nanya, son of business. Michelle, playing Tao, a young boy who's trying to meet up with his literal brothers in arms. Eleven brothers and sisters, I'm very well versed in secrets. Marty as Paige, a charismatic herbalist looking for adventure. You expect me to tell you my life story when I've barely known you three days. And Victor as Lior, an ogier who's just trying to make sense of it all. We did nothing wrong. Really? Um, we killed someone. We? Mm, that's a very generous use of the word we. And yet, our heroes live in dark times. What are we going to do against the army of the Falls Dragon? He'll have nothing to fear from us just so long as he should walk in the light. Tal, get away! Trolloc! And I'll just charge. You just hear like a... Inside of your mind. So you guys are making your way to... This is gonna go so poorly. (laughs) Their path is lined with great triumph. Natural 20. (laughs) Tremendous tragedy. That is a natural 20. Oh, Oh, God. And whatever this is. We don't need certainty. We just need a knight. (laughs) <laughs> friggin' die. <laughs> oh, we're so far off the rails. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back on track as we turn the page and begin the first chapter of Who's Taking Watch? The Dragon's Might. Do you think the Dark One could be watching us? Wonders. Obviously required reading for the second years, but hmm, would Sada's compendium be too much for them? Professor Dustbottle walked the halls of the library, pondering the contents of his second semester syllabus. The library was pitch black, save for the small orb of light trailing behind him. You might as well come out of the shadows. You aren't doing a very good job of hiding. A hulking figure stepped towards the elderly turtle, the shine of his moonstone mask glimmering in the light. Impossible. I haven't made a single sound. You can't hide your smell. That scent. Blood. I'd recognize it anywhere. Hugo. It's been a long time, Professor. You must know why I'm here. Indeed I do. But I'm afraid I can't help you. The Headmaster has your belongings. As strong as I'm sure you've become, I doubt you are so eager to speak with her on the matter. If you can't help me, then I see no further use for you. I'm sorry, Professor. I can't leave any witnesses. 
This isn't personal. Hmm, that is indeed unfortunate. A red tendril made of blood shot out of the darkness, piercing into Dust Bottle. But he didn't move. What? You think I would go down without a fight? <laughs> I see you are still easily tricked by illusions. Rash as ever. Dustbottle revealed his true location on the top of the bookshelf. Blood magic. I think I have the perfect counter. Level 6 transmutation. Investiture of ice. Dustbottle's body became covered in frost as the temperature sharply dropped around him. Another bloody tendril flew towards him, but became frozen solid before it could reach him, shattering to the ground. Professor Dustbottle, Legacy Recall. Dustbottle has every spell he knows prepared at any time, and he can use multiple concentration spells at once. Haste! Dustbottle vanished from the top of the bookshelf, almost as if he teleported from sight. But he appeared behind Moonstone using his blinding speed. Too slow! <laughs> Dustbottle swiftly kicked Moonstone in the ribs before he had time to get his shield up, sending him flying down the hall. While still in the air, Dustbottle abruptly appeared next to him, kicking him back in the opposite direction and into a bookshelf. Oh, my knee. This blasted investiture will be the death of me. Dustbottle looked up to see the debris from the attack settle, but Moonstone was nowhere to be found. One of the library assistants ran in to help. Professor, are you all right? Yes, yes, of course. Inform the headmaster immediately of our situation. Her old apprentice is back. Long ago, the world was at war. But then the ten dragons arrived and changed everything. They brought peace to the world and gave us the gift of magic. Those who can use that magic are called sorcerers. But that is about to change. My name is Nova, and this is the story of how I became the first warlock. Warlock, Episode 16, Hunt for the Red Orb. Meanwhile, back in Class Red's dorm, the three students quickly turned their attention to the intruder, who sat lazily in one of the leather chairs around the fire. I'm glad this is your dorm. I tried three others before realizing I was in the right place. All right, who the hell do you think you are, bonehead? We don't let anybody in here without an invitation. Ren swung at the skeleton, who in the blink of an eye slipped around his punch. Ooh. You're fast. Why, you little... Ren followed up with a kick, which the skeleton blocked easily with his palm. Strong, too. The skeleton jabbed Ren in multiple points on his chest, a jolt of energy running through his entire body. There. That ought to calm you down. What the... What, why can't I move? Damn it. I don't have any mist left. I don't think we can win this fight. 
and you don't have to. Calm down, children. Zero is my guest here. They turn to see Nova's eyes turn black as the lady assumed control of her body. She placed her hands on Zero and focused inwards, pulling both Nova and the red skeleton into her mental pocket dimension. Zero, who's Zero? I am. Hello, Miss Ravenwood. Gah! He can come in here too? Yes, Zero is bound to me. Not in the same way you are. Well, it's a long story. Akashima is kind of my boss. That's the best way to put it. But I don't get paid. Your name is Akashima? Yes, and I'd rather not get too comfortable. Lady is fine. Oh, of course, Lady Akashima. <laughs> I like her. Of course you would. I seem to attract simpletons. Zero here is one of my servants. He pledged undying loyalty to me as long as I lived. That's why I'm Bones. Whoa. How old are you? What year is it? Year of the Dragon, 1325. Yikes, I've worked for you for... Enough. She doesn't need your backstory. She just needs what I asked you to bring. Do you have it? Of course. Except he's been pretty grumpy. I had to wrap him up in the bag. I promised you a gift in exchange for helping me, so here it is. But you are going to need to do something for me tonight. Nova's eyes snapped open, back in control of her own body. Oh, I'm getting some serious whiplash here. Open the bag. Here you go. Zero handed Nova a large, long canvas bag wrapped in rope. As soon as she opened it, a scepter zoomed around the room, flashing erratically. All for him. His name is Zenith. Zenith? The scepter stopped flitting about and appeared to be staring at Nova quizzically. It was a magnificently made scepter, with a sun framed by a crescent moon on one end. It glowed in the low light of the room. Hey, can uh, someone tell me what's going on? I can't turn around. Nova, what's happening right now? I have no idea. The scepter flew to Nova and began circling her almost as if it was giving her an inspection. The lady pulled Noah back into her dimension. This is Zenith, the scepter of the Celestial Lord. The Celestial Lord? Is that... you? <laughs> no. He is a lord, far beneath me, girl. I took it from him when he disobeyed me. But titles are titles, so the name remains. But Zenith obeys me now, and will obey you, if he deems you worthy of wielding him. That is so amazing! Ah, how do I do it? I've known him for 700 years, and we still don't get along, so beats me. Zero, what about the orb? Do you know its location? Oh, right. It's in this building somewhere. That's about all I knew. I figured the students might have a better idea. I've never been here before. I can sense that it's higher up, though. Maybe at the top? Girl, I will give you Zenith. But in return, I need you to seek out the orb. Immediately. 
Suddenly, there was a knock at the door. Who could that be? Hello? There was no answer. I'll get it, but you need to hide skill. Where is he? Hey, um, can one of you two get the door? Right, coming. Briar opened the dormitory door, and a mage hand zipped into the center of the common room. A mage hand? It must be the headmaster. Suddenly, a mouth appeared in the palm of the hand. Ew. Ew. What? What is it? Good evening, students. I wish to commend you on your performance during the first exam. Your perseverance and skill are paramount to the development of your sorcerer abilities. Damn, and even her hands talk too much. At this point, I assume young Master Desathorn is speaking over me, so I will get to the point. Nova, your first opponent will be Timory Bolton. Ren, your first opponent will be Xander Quarkstream. No, that's perfect. I can't wait to pop him in his little face. Briar, your first opponent will be Delta Quicklight. You have 12 hours to rest and prepare until you will be summoned to the arena. Use your time wisely. The hand zoomed back out of the dorm, closing the door behind it. Magic mouth on a hand? That's neat. And also kind of sexy. Zero dropped down from a rafter on the ceiling. Hey, uh, Bone Brain, you mind unfreezing me already? Yeah, I would love to, but I can't. It'll last about an hour. Sorry, friend. Oh, fellow lover. Would somebody pull up a chair at least? I've got you. I, I can't go looking for something right now. I need to rest as much as I can before the exams tomorrow. If you don't perform this task for me, I will take all of my mist back. I warned you. Oh, come on! That's not fair! Surely this won't be that difficult. Tonight is our best opportunity to grab it. We need to seize on it. It's in this building at the top. Most likely the headmaster's office. Zarian mentioned the staff going home to get rest before the tournament. Safe to assume she won't get in our way if we break into her office. You say that like I can just easily get in there. Leave that to me. Zero, thank you for your services. You may go. You got it, boss. If you need anything else, you know how to get a hold of me. Nice to meet you, kids. Zero turned and opened the window, leaping out into the darkness. Toodles. Uh, we're on the 23rd floor. Don't worry about him. Worry about the task at hand. So, I don't know how much you both caught of all that, but I guess I need to go get something from upstairs. I wish we could come with you, but I can barely stand right now and rent. well... Don't even look at me. I am literally the angriest I've ever been right now. I know. And honestly, I don't want you two to get in trouble. This is my thing. I've got to handle this on my own. It'll be fine, anyways. The headmaster lives in East Market. She's miles from here. I wish there was something we could do. Good luck. Hurry back. Right. I'll be back in no time. Nova entered the dim hallway outside her dorm and softly closed the door, but not before Zenith flew out next to her. He lit up the hallway with a golden glow. Uh, hey, uh, Zenith, can you turn yourself down? Uh, We need to be sneaky. Zenith paused for a moment, as if his eyes were locked on Nova. He dimmed his light to a small shine. Thank you. So, 
How do you plan on helping me get into her office? Just get us there and let me handle it. Nova quietly walked down the hall to the doorway at the end, leading to the stairs. She could hear one of the classes making their way back to their dorm. She waited a few moments until she knew they were gone, cracked open the door, and slipped through into the stairwell. And how big is this orb thingy? Small. It's most likely on a piece of jewelry. That's how most of the descendants carried them. So it was Hugo's, then? Most likely. The headmaster must have recognized its importance and placed it with similar magic items. If we find her cachet of antiquities, we're sure to find it. Nova walked for what seemed to be 20 minutes before reaching the top of the stairs. She stopped for a moment to catch her breath. (sighs) It feels like we're at a different altitude up here. I never want to see stairs again in my life. We're close. I can feel its presence. Suddenly, a door across from her flew open. In an instant, Zenith flew down and scooped her up to the ceiling as two sorcerers ran down the stairs. The library is the only place he's been spotted, but they found a sorcerer's body on the second floor. He was drained of blood. Has the headmaster been alerted? Of course. Protocol states that anyone found on the premises is to be reported immediately. Good. Meet me in the library. I have to report to head of tower security. Um, what is that all about? Would Zero kill somebody like that? Hmm, much to my frustration, Zero is a pacifist. He refuses to shed blood, let alone drain someone of it. Quickly, we don't have much time before the Headmaster returns. I have a really bad feeling about this. Zenith set Nova down on the floor. Thanks, Zenith. Now I think it's just down this hallway? She entered the dark hallway leading to the Headmaster's office. She could barely make out the elaborate door through the shadows. That must be it. I've never been up here before. Ugh, you know I see everything you do, too. I know you've never been up here. I'm just talking out loud, okay? Let me check something. Elder Sight. The door began to glow with mist. Looks like there's something magical around the door. Any ideas? Like I said, let me handle this part. Suddenly, Nova felt a strange feeling in the pit of her stomach. The hallway began to lose color as she felt herself almost floating in the air. Oh, wait! I know this spell! Did I just cast etherealness? You don't have that kind of talent yet. I did. Now hurry, cross through the door. So just walk through it? Yes, as if it wasn't there. Nova stepped up to the door and paused for a moment. She put her hands up to touch it, but slipped through instead. Ha! <laughs> Focus. Sorry. She stepped through the door and into the room. As soon as her body was clear of the door, the lady ended the spell, returning Nova to her original state. With her elder sight still active, she could see faint glowing around the large room. Magical items were strewn about the walls, from enchanted swords to charmed cloaks. This office is huge! I guess that's one of the perks of being headmaster. As Nova inspected the room, she couldn't help but notice a bookcase radiating mist. Ooh, that's gotta be where all her stuff is. Be careful of traps. I'm sure she has taken precautions. Can't you just, uh, ethereal us in? (sighs) Don't get used to this. Once again, Nova and Zenith slipped into the astral plane, but found they were unable to push their way beyond the bookshelf. 
She must have placed an anti-magic field around this. We won't be able to enter so easily. See if you can find a lever or a switch. Nova tried pulling on a few of the books to no avail, lifting a candlestick and pressing the eyes of a bust on a mantle. Hmm. Let me step back and get a better look. She walked behind the desk to see the whole office. As her eyes searched the walls and ceiling, she noticed three identical chains hanging around the room. That's gotta be the way in! Let's see, I bet we have to pull all three at once. (laughs) Easy to do if you can do multiple mage hands, but I can only do one... Zenith! Zenith zoomed down to Nova. Could you help me pull this chain down? Zenith paused for a moment, almost as if he was trying to decide if he was going to help her. He quickly flew over to one of the chains, twisting it around himself, waiting for the signal. Thank you. Now I'll handle these two. Mage hand! Nova's mage hand grabbed one chain, while her regular hand grabbed the other. Now! As they pulled down, the bookshelf cracked open, light peeking in through the other side. Oh, spending all day solving puzzles has me in the zone! Yes, you're very smart. Now hurry up. Nova pulled the bookcase open to reveal a treasure trove of magical items. As she stepped in, the secret door shut behind her. This is amazing! Ow! Is that the Horn of the Eagle? I've read about it, but I've never seen one up close. (gasps) Don't tell me. Is that a thoughtful sword? Don't worry, I'm not going to touch it. I just... I've heard that back in the old days, the knights had to... Nova, the orb. Sorry, this is all just... Wow. Okay, so it's probably in a case or something. Suddenly, they heard a window shatter in the office on the other side of the bookshelf. We're caught. Do you think it's the headmaster? No, she wouldn't need to break a window to get into her own office. Stay quiet. Nova froze in place, holding her breath as she listened to the heavy footsteps walking around the office. Whoever was on the other side began rummaging through the desk, throwing scrolls and books on the floor. Nova slowly looked around the room until her eye caught a red twinkle hanging above. There it is! Don't move. We'll just wait for whoever is out there to leave. It's right there! I need to snag it so that if we need to, we can make a run for it. Nova silently moved over to the orb. It was hanging on a small golden chain on what appeared to be a jewelry rack. She slowly slid the chain off the rack, but as she reached the end, it slipped. She was able to catch it before it hit the ground, but the sound of the chain hitting her other hand caught the attention of the intruder as they stopped rummaging and slowly made their way over to the bookshelf. How could they hear that? I told you, don't move. The intruder stopped in front of the bookcase and became silent. Can't you do anything? As powerful as I am, an anti-magic field of this magnitude renders my magic useless. If I weren't confined to your body. Uh, But that's beside the point. We'll just have to wait. Hurry up and leave already. After what felt like an eternity, the figure's heavy footsteps walked away. (sighs) Oh, they gave up. The silence was once again broken by the sound of the intruder's heavy steps charging at the bookshelf, a massive fist crashing all the way through into the treasure vault. Ah! A second fist came crashing in as he grabbed hold of the door and pulled it from its hinges. Moonstone's emotionless mask peered down at Nova. Ravenwood. A mask like Skarn's. Foundation. Could me the orb. No. Uh, what orb? Last warning or I take it from you. Approach. 
He's attempting to use command on you. He doesn't know magic doesn't work. Play along. Nova stood up and began to walk towards him, while Moonstone outstretched his hand. He towered over her. No. Drop. Suddenly, Zenith struck Moonstone on the back of the head, stunning him for a brief moment. <sighs> Run! Nova ducked between Moonstone's legs and sprinted towards the window. <laughs> Moonstone outstretched his hand, a green glow emanating from his palm. It struck Nova, covering her body in a shimmering emerald glow. <gasps> what was that? A bloody tendril lashed out from Moonstone and wrapped around Nova's leg, pulling her back. Zenith flew directly in front of Moonstone's mask and flared a blinding light. A tendril reached up and grabbed Zenith and flung him into the wall. While he was distracted, Nova broke free of the blood and scrambled to the window. Is this blood? Moonstone reached back out once again, but he was unable to grasp her as she leapt out of the window. She fell a few feet, but was caught by the raven wings protruding from her cloak. Oh, that was a close one. Nova descended at a slow rate, gliding next to the outer wall of the tower. He was terrifying. I better let the staff know right away. Oh, but they'll want to know why I was there in the first place. Nova heard the sound of cracking bricks and stone as she looked up to see Moonstone climbing quickly down the side of the tower. Blood protruding from his back, acting as massive spider legs as he scurried down after her. He jumped down and grabbed Nova, slamming her into the wall. Uh. Enough. Give me the orb. Now. Why isn't he killing you? I'm not going to question it. Can you please ethereal us out of here? He's placed a dimensional anchor on us. I can't move you. That green glow is keeping us from teleporting. Give it to me, and I'll let you go. No. You aren't in a position to bargain. Actually, I think I am. You're much stronger than me. You could have easily killed me by now and taken the orb. Something is stopping you. Moonstone slammed his fist into the wall behind her, crushing the bricks. I get it. You're not allowed to kill me, are you? Moonstone lifted his arm into the air. It became covered in blood, which hardened into a blade. Uh-oh. You're right. I am forbidden from killing you. But he didn't say anything about taking your arm and the orb with it. No, please don't! Moonstone swung his arm down onto Nova. Not if I take your arm first. Nova opened her eyes to see Zarian's hand slice off Moonstone's arm. Moonstone let go of Nova to catch it in the air. A large stream of blood shot out to stitch his arm back into place. Take this! Saskia, Class Bronze's instructor, brought both feet down on Moonstone from above as she grabbed Nova, sending him careening towards the ground. Two bloody wings unfurled as he caught himself. Hello, Zarian. Saskia. My, how you two have grown. Nova, are you all right? Uh, I'm okay, thank you. <laughs> I take it you're the one who broke into the library. Did you have a book you needed to return? Confident as ever. Diamond will have no qualms with me disposing of you two. You won't touch another hair on her head, Hugo. Zarian removed both gauntlets and interlocked his fingers. A dark mist began to swirl around his whole body. This is pretty exciting. I've never been able to use this technique in actual combat. Show me your power, devil. I'll bring back the diamond, the orb, and your corpse. Zarian's body was now completely covered in mist, two red eyes peering out. Nova could feel the energy radiating from him. Saskia cracked her knuckles as soon as she set Nova down on one of the tower's balconies. Stay back, Nova. You're gonna want to give us plenty of room. 
Let's see just how strong Foundation really is. Episode 16, Hunt for the Red Orb. Nova is played by Claire Clausen. Briar by Jackie Webb. Ren by Nick Akins. The Lady in Darkness and the Headmaster by Tamara Deering. Zero by Eric Jensen. Saskia by Melinda Beck. Dust Bottle by Brandon Meeks. Moonstone, Mendel, and Zarian by Zachary Burrell. Additional voices by Matthew Quattlebaum. Special thanks to Wizards of the Coast. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on your preferred platform. Check out our Patreon for early access, filler episodes, behind-the-scenes clips, and other bonus content. Link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Next time on Warlock. The battle between Moonstone and the professors causes a wave of destruction across Oakvale. Nova tries to help however she can. Will their power be enough to stop him? Episode 17, Pillar of Strength. Next time on Warlock.